Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great weekend here. Folks, on this show, you know, we've had so much news that has happened in this last week here. So I'm, I'm reaching out to some experts to give you a bird's eye eyewitness kind of a thing of what happened in Virginia and what's going on here in California. So let me quickly get to my guests. I have Rex Tibor. This is RexDefense.com. Rex Tibor, a longtime friend of the show. Rex, we're actually doing a seminar here in February, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be in Vegas in February, and we got uh, five days of, uh, of classes scheduled for you guys, so we can make it all convenient for you during the middle of the week, bring the family down. Uh, if you want, you can put coins into those uh, machines where they never come back again, or you can come hang out with us and actually learn stuff and win, guaranteed, 100%. Absolutely. Every day's a winner there. So Monday, Tuesday, you're doing your Minuteman long-range rifle precision course, right? <laughs> yeah, the RX seminar course. I th- this is the last one of that particular course I got scheduled for the foreseeable future in the United States. Um, I'm shifting gears a bit in operation, but that course is excellent for people that really want to get into long-range equipment. If they're into any kind of bench rest shooting or have any, uh, you know, equipment preferences or, or anything like that, it's a it'll save you like tens of thousands of dollars in the long run for sure. That's what almost every alumni has reported after taking the class. That's uh, the RX seminar is just a, a expose of all the different stuff. And all the different methods in in ways of getting the, the cat skin, so to speak. Right, and then on Wednesday and Thursday that week, Justin's doing a field craft seminar. Yeah, we're doing a with a trade trade craft international. Yep, and uh, that's going to be a, talk, a lot of us going to focus on communications, operational security, marking, uh, just kind of a lot of those uh, logistical gaps that people have in their readiness plans. When you're talking about like any kind of potential emergency scenario where you might have a grid down event or you might have something bad happen or your cell phone goes out in the woods or if, uh, you know, if there's, you know, who knows what can happen in this crazy world. And so his, his class is actually going to be talking about those, uh, identifying those logistical gaps and those gaps in preparedness and showing people kind of like, okay, here's, here's what to do. Here's what you need to buy. Here's how to operate it. Here's the methodologies for doing this, that, and whatever. A lot of a lot of fun stuff too. So if you if you watch those James Bond movies, that's the kind of class that you want to take there. It's just two days. That's right after the summer. That's right. And then on on Friday, I'll be doing the uh, intro to big game hunting. So anybody wants to yeah think about hunting? I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yep. <laughs> Good. We have one guy that's excited about that one. Yay! Hey, folks. Anyway, you can, <laughs> tickets are at rexdefense.com, right? Yes, sir. Rexdefense.com. You go, there's a tab on there. If you're on your iPhone, it's easier to find them. There's like 8 million classes on there. Uh, just go on courses by date. There's a tab that says courses by date, and it'll take you straight to it. Very good. Hey. Pretty easy to sign up. Rex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on you. I understand that you had some 
intel about uh, Virginia this week. Now, we all saw that sure. giant rally out there, and uh, somebody might have told you some things that were happening out there. So why don't you uh, let us know about that? Yeah. Well, like I'll, I'll give you as, as brief as I can. I'm, I've got roots going way back in Virginia uh, on my mom's side of the family. One of my great-great-great-great-grandpas was Edmund Pendleton, who was uh, the first speaker of the House during the Revolutionary War in Virginia, or the speaker in Virginia during the Revolution, and then he later became one of those fancy guys out there. He rode with Washington and, and those he, guys, so I've always kind of like... It, he invented wool, wool checkered shirts. <laughs> but I, it, it was personal to me, uh, going back just from family history and also... Um, you know, just growing up the way I did, being in love with liberty in the United States and the founding fathers and knowing all about that stuff. And, and so Virginia was a symbolic victory this last week, for those that haven't paid attention. Anyone in the liberty movement, I, and they, I don't mean this in any kind of disparaging way, but Virginia would happen there with a turnout of, some say it was 30,000 armed people came to the Capitol boldly, like in some guys carrying barrettes, you know, barrettes with the 50 cal. Um, you know, everyone was armed to the nines. They all had their body armor on, their 30-round mags all over their chest. They're, they had a quite a, a well-equipped QRF for the people who were crammed into cages by the request of the governor under illegal emergency actions. Gov- governor Northam in Virginia, if you want to call him governor, um, he requested that, you know, this is a state of emergency. It can't be armed inside, you know, this uh, lobby day. So he made all the people you know, basically become naked in terms of being armed, go through his little shoots like cattle, and then stand in a literal metal cage so they could express their grievances to the quote-unquote governor of Virginia, unarmed, with all his guys standing there armed, basically pointing guns at them. Okay, now speak your peace, guys. And so what happened was actually kind of a miracle that it, it went so well and so peacefully is everybody else's friend came in support. And there was arguably 30,000 to 50,000, some people say more than 50,000 armed people there as a quick reaction force and as just a show of, of uh, support. And um, what ended up happening was absolutely nothing. What happens when you get 30,000 responsible, armed-to-the-teeth, gun-owning adults in one spot? A gun show breaks nothing. out. Nothing. No. no yeah. Nothing bad happens. <laughs> Lots nothing of at all. Trading They're and swapping looking, happens. That's all. <laughs> yep. They. I'm pretty sure that Governor Northam was sitting in a room underground with his Napoleon suit on, looking at maps, just drooling, waiting for something bad to happen, with all his little CNN cameras poised, ready to go. Right. Right. Because that's the narrative they've been trying to establish forever. So in this deal, the opposite happened. Everyone came there peacefully. They were shaking hands with the legislatures. They were shaking hands with the law enforcement. There's a guy walking around with a Barrett M107, if I remember correctly. I saw some and pictures he of him. was yeah. walking around right right up to the police and, hey, guys, how are you doing? Shaking their hands and they're laughing, getting selfies with each other. And it was kind of like a, what you call a backfire event from the, from the side of tyranny. And I thought that it was great. And so although it's a symbolic victory, it's strategically imperative that it happened that way because that shows who, which side is, is responsible. If that was, and I mean, I, I put on different uniforms before back in the day, but like if that was police or military, you would have had at least five negligent discharges at some point with 30,000 people all standing around. So I'm amazed not even anything went off on accident. That's really good discipline. Yep. It's like God was there. 
Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this question. As you said, you had some, some background on that. What size of a military force is equal to 35,000 infantrymen? I don't That's like a lot of guys. I don't know. I don't know. Platoon plus, <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, that's yeah. what is that a division? I mean, that's. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. I mean, yeah, and, and plus, when was the last time? When, when was the last time America had to field at one time thirty five thousand guys armed in one area? Well, that that was you the know, size of the honestly, search. That's, that could have been like I'm not. I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn, but like maybe the Civil War. I don't know. Yeah, because I know, mean that's that's that might be a history breaking event in terms of peace, right? Because it was a peaceful lobby right? day. But I'm just saying, the, as far as the, the, armed... the Democrats wanted it to be a violent lobby day so that they could win the narrative, and our side showed up better armed, and we made it stay peaceful. And, and, and I thought that that was beautiful. It is beautiful, and like you said, God was there. My my point is that is bigger than most armies that to have that sure. many people. Show well, up and there's a difference point. too there, uh, too, uh, Philip. Like when you look at any uh, formal army, uh, there. Each little job is an uh, independent part of a, a greater machine, and uh, they all those parts have to be present for that machine to work. In this case, it was a group of 50,000 individuals. Right. You know how the Army's motto is Army of One, right? Yep. Well, that's truly the case when it comes to citizens. Each single person has their own logistics. They have their own job. They have their own, you know... It, so it's a, it's a whole different dynamic. It's almost hard to compare apples and oranges there. Right. It would take 200,000 uh, people. It was it would nice take... because to see at the rally, there was a lot of National Guard there. There was there was participating on the side of the Second Amendment. There was a lot of uh, sheriff's departments that were there holding signs. I mean, so like the police and the military were all present. There's a lot of retired. There, I think there's 600,000 veterans in Virginia. Wow, and so they're all on the side of, of of liberty as well. They they fought to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, right? And so they were there as well. So I mean, like, um, I don't know what some of these people are thinking, but uh, they need to quit uh, eating the glue. You know, they need to quit peeling the the, the paper off the walls and and licking the glue off because. Uh, it's just ridiculous what they, what they think they're going to get away with. Yeah, I want to thank you for heading out there and and giving us a report on that. I mean, I think it's it's amazing that you had that many people show up in support of liberty. You know, and it, it teaches California that hey, these things can be done. You know, we don't have to have such a defeatist attitude. Sure. And uh, it's but awesome. if you look at it in terms of uh, uh, physics, right? So in order to get a large body in motion, it requires a huge amount of energy to start the motion. Because there's a frictional resistance, and yep. in our case of conservatives, it's known as the couch. We like to sit on the couch and just, like, complain about stuff. So this was a demonstration to the entire country that when people decide to finally get off the couch, that is the shot that wasn't fired that was heard all over the world. That's, That's right. way louder than the shots that were fired. We say it all the time. Well, what G- G-O-Y-A, yep. get off your couch and get in the fight. Uh-huh. We'll be right back after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. 
Hey folks, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, you know our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our faithful companion in this battle to uphold our rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammos in Riverside. For more information about the certified firearm courses and what you have out there, Call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammos, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Folks, I want to welcome back my special guest here. I have Rex Tibor calling in from Free America. He is uh, crossing the enemy lines, uh, reporting into the People's Republic of Occupied California. And... uh, (laughs) which is where where we're at. I also have Mike Schwartz and Lauren Campbell here. These guys are from the Gun Owners Associations for San Bernardino, Riverside County, and San Diego County. They're going to be reporting with us very quickly here. But, Rex, you had a few things you wanted to wrap up with on Virginia. So let yeah. it rip. No, man, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so proud of the Second Amendment community finally getting off the couch and standing up. And I think that they totally outclassed the people that accused them of being just a bunch of goofballs. And it was amazing to see that out of 30 or 50,000 armed people out there on the street, everyone was smiling. There was no fighting. There was no bottle throwing. Very uh, polite crowd. They crashed before they left, and they left in peace. Now, that's not the end of the battle. That's only the beginning, because the Democrats do not care. They've made it clear they don't care. They're still going forth with the legislation. So now comes the courtroom battle. And the litigious battle, and then hopefully that can, um, you know, I, I think that just uh, in terms of establishing psychological uh, leverage, this was imperative, but we can't stop now. This is everyone needs to do the same thing in their own state, in their own county, and keep it positive and outclass them. Outclass them. Very good. Rex, thank you for what you do. Folks, again, Rex's classes are at rexdefense.com, R-E-X, common spelling, rexdefense.com, February 24th through the 28th in Vegas. We'll see you out there. Rex, God bless you. Thank you for what you do, my friend. Rock and roll. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. God bless. Folks, I have Mike Schwartz here. Mike Schwartz is in charge of the California and San Diego area for the Gun Owners Association, our local gun owners groups. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And with you, I have Lauren Campbell, who's filling in for Riverside and is in charge of San Bernardino County Gun Owners Groups, which is great to have local ownership of these groups and local activities. Mike, how'd you, how'd you start this up? Yeah, that's the intention. So uh, I was doing Second Amendment uh, volunteer work for years. Um, everything I could possibly think of, getting involved in uh, campaigns and working with different organizations and uh, at every turn, we were being outworked, outspent, outcheated, you know, outcheated. We'd show up at a city council meeting or, uh, you know, anywhere, and they were far better organized. And they had, you know, employees who were in charge of organizing the other side. And sometimes it wasn't even a matter of different, you know, like anti-gun groups. It was just different groups that were supporting politicians who happened to be anti-gun. So maybe it was like a union and they supported their guy for union reasons, but he was also anti-gun. I, w- I want you people to realize that. You guys out there with union jobs, okay, you, I understand you have to pay your union dues, but you don't have to pay into their political party system. You know, and you don't have to vote the way they tell you to. You're a free man, for crying out loud, or woman. But you can actually have your dues diverted 
from their political campaign to a 501c3. So you can send it to your church, send it to a Second Amendment group, send it to the California Rifle and Pistol Association, or for you guys, if you're 501c3, right? Send it, send it out to these other people. Don't keep giving them bullets to shoot at you with. Or get involved and say, hey, I want you know all the benefits that unions push for, but I also want a candidate who's not going to take away my Second Amendment rights. Because uh, you know when I'm at the gun range, you know everybody talks about guns and ammo and reloading and everything. And the second most popular conversation is you know uh, the, about their union rep or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of union workers who right. are gun owners, so don't let them. You know, find a candidate who embraces your union issues and the Second Amendment. Um, you know, get involved that way. But so we were being outworked, um, uh, out organized, even though we were doing everything we could. I, I was a uh, with a a bank. I was a trust officer with a bank, and I was you know that's a fifty hour a week job. And then the volunteer work was another 30, 40 hours a week, and it, we, we just couldn't uh, do what they were doing. Right. So a group of us sat down and said, all The right. difference is we on this side have jobs. Yeah. They don't. Their, their, their activism is their job. It, well, it is. And I think, but, it, you know, we kind of have this... Um, uh, this this mental uh, you know block, if you will, that this type of work has to be, you know, some kind of benevolent volunteer work, and that's all that that's true. I mean, it's great. We need volunteers to do that sort of thing, but the other side has dozens of of employees that are organizing and you know doing the things it takes to win. So we sat down, a bunch of volunteers sat down and said, Hey, here's what we need. And we outlined some things that we need. We need a volunteer or we need uh, uh, full-time employees working on this and organizing volunteers. We need to be directly engaged in politics. Mm -hmm. um, we need to raise money and endorse candidates and use money and volunteers to get those candidates um, elected. But we also have a lot of great organizations that are working for, you know, on the national level, on the state level, so we don't want to duplicate that. That's not what we want to do. Uh, we want to let them do what they're doing, but support them by getting local folks elected on these local boards and councils. Yep, which is where it all starts. It's where it all starts. You know, the likelihood of someone winning for Congress or Assembly or State Senate uh, plummets if they've never been elected before. You know, if they've been elected to a school board, they've been elected to a city council, and then they want to go for higher office, their chances of making it are far, far better. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure all these local councils and boards are pro-Second Amendment. So we're nonpartisan. We don't care if they're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, declined. We don't care. Uh, we just want them to respect our Second Amendment rights. Um, and we're a single issue. So we only care where they stand on Second Amendment issues. So we organize people and raise money and put those resources into getting the right people elected. What's your recourse? Let's say that you support somebody and then they vote against you. Well, that actually just happened. <laughs> that actually just happened. And, uh, the, and it's going to happen. You know, um, politicians, I know this is probably going to surprise you. Sometimes politicians don't tell you the truth. Politicians. <laughs> you hear that snake on the end yeah. of that. Um, we actually had a uh, someone we endorsed uh, for re-election. Let's flame him. His name's John McCann in Chula Vista, and he's what's he, the matter with John McCann? Why do you do this? He said all the right things, and he came to the meetings, and he, you know, apple pie and red blood and meat and American and guns and blah blah blah. And then there was a uh, resolution 
proposed by some anti-gun groups calling for a federal assault weapons ban, magazine ban, you know, all the usual uh, stuff. And he actually brought it to my attention. He said, at a, we were at a Republican Party meeting, brought it to my attention, said, hey, here's what's going on. Help me defeat this. And on his council, his city council, there were two Republicans, three Democrats. So I said, all right, let me talk to one of them. Let me see if we can get the three votes you need. And I actually, I got the other, I brought the other Republican up to speed. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm voting against that. I talked to one of the other Democrats and got her to vote against it and, you know, reported back to him, said, hey, man, we're going to win. You know, we got three votes. This thing's going to get voted down. Uh, he was the first person to vote that night, voted in favor of it. So this resolution passed and, you know, we're, what we have to do is find somebody to replace him. But we spent a lot of time getting the word out. If we didn't exist, that would have just happened and right. no one would have heard right. about I've it. I've seen so much of that happen at city councils. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, what you're going to find out is that the city council meeting is the last place things are decided. Yeah. They're decided at a breakfast meeting someplace, somewhere else. I mean, the level of like the city of Redlands, you want to know what's happening? Go to Martha Green's in the morning. That's right. where yeah. all the decisions right. are made at seven Absolutely. o'clock in the morning, right? That. There's nothing happens in anywhere else. It all happens there, little little cubicles, little tables. That's all the decisions in the entire city. And I'm sure everywhere else is similar to that. I, absolutely. That's what I've found, too. It's, uh, the, you, you have to the get, meetings are for show. The meetings are for show. You have to get to know the city council members. You have to get to know the candidates. Um, you have to be proactive. You have to present your, you know, here's what we want to do rather than be reactive and and uh, but that was a, a time we got stabbed in the back, and we're not going to forget it. Um, we, John McCann, John McCann down in Chula Vista. Sounds like another guy that stabbed us in the back a lot. Yeah, from yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Well, we, so we started putting the word out saying, "Hey, John McCann did this," and everybody said, "Yeah, we, you know, we really hate that guy over in Arizona." No, 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 no. He's in Chula Vista. He's right here in our backyard. <laughs> the other guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're going to come right back here with Lauren Campbell and Mike Schwartz talking about how we get involved locally, changes we need to make, things you need to know about, and G-O-Y-A. Just like Rex said, man, get off your couch and get in the fight. FiringLineRadio.com. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Hey folks, it's another Mulan Lobby Saturday. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. You know, our podcasts are still free. 
I think for the, till the end of this week. I think I'm going to be free. So you need to subscribe to our podcast. You can get them on your Apple Tunes or on iTunes. If you go to FiringLineRadio.com and scroll down, you can subscribe to our podcast. I think there's eight years worth of shows on there. We've been doing this a long time, right? I should I should be better at it. We've been doing this so long. But uh, all kinds of shows are on there. Great guests. Great history is going on. You can find out more and get these podcasts sent to you because we're on Saturdays at one o'clock. Not everybody is sitting around the radio. You know, it's a busy day. Half the time I you know, don't hear the show <laughs> more than half the time because people are busy. So get the podcast downloaded to you. It's free. It's easy. Also, our web page is firinglineradio.com and our Facebook page is Firing Line Radio Show. We have a special group there. Click the visit group button, ask to join. We'll get you admitted as long as, you know, you're not um, a Unabomber. So we'll get you admitted into the group. And that's where all the action happens on that, all our giveaways too. Folks, I want to bring up uh, Lauren Campbell. Lauren Campbell is running the San Bernardino County Riverside, uh, San Bernardino County Gun Owners Association and Riverside County right now, Gun Owners Association. Hi, how are you this morning? We're doing great, boss. Fantastic. I I got excited with this when I saw Michael in, in Vegas at a event five years ago, and I've been watching what Michael has been doing in San Diego for the last four years. And every time I would see him, I would revisit and ask him, when are you going to bring this to the Inland Empire? And uh, he said, it's coming soon. And, uh, you know, finally that changed to when are you going to do it? And uh, I put it off for a couple of years because I had this three letter word called a job. Um, and I retired a couple of years ago and I thought, well, that, that excuse is no longer valid. So I jumped on the bandwagon and, uh, rep- picked up San Bernardino. Welcome to the fight boss. Hey, um, January 30th. Now you guys are doing a special event, or it's your regular meeting. Yeah, this will be our first meeting that we're going to have, and uh, it'll be January 30th at Evolution Sports in Redlands. That's on Alabama Avenue, just south of the 10, if you guys don't know it, Evolution Sports. Tyler and, and Dan have both been on the show. Very good. Yeah, and and you know Taylor's been a Taylor. very good he's been a very good friend <laughs> I do that of mine to him for all the years. Time. <laughs> he's been a great friend for many years and uh we really get into uh talking about gun issues and gun sports. He and, does get excited. Uh, he does get excited. He's very animated, especially when I call him Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is January 30th. What time? Uh, 6.30. 6.30. We'll even give you pizza and sodas. 6.30 pizza and sodas. And you're having a state senator there, yes, Brian we Jones. Are. Brian Jones is coming up from San Diego to kind of update us on the climate in Sacramento. And I think it's important, you know, we're a local organization. We focus on local politics, but you gotta you got to know the, the landscape that you're dealing in. And that's why we invited Brian in. Uh, to talk about what's going on in Sacramento. And Brian is also running for Congress Nice as well. He, he's a good example of what we're trying to do, too. Brian uh, started out as a city council member in Santee, moved up to the Assembly, now State Senate. Now he's running for Congress. That's the kind of guy. Plus, he was the CRPA Legislator of the Year a few years ago. Big supporter of the Second Amendment. So, uh, you know, it was Lauren inviting him to the to the. Uh, uh, first meeting, the kickoff meeting. Uh, you know, he's the he's the example. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. You know, right. across the state. You know, we've got we have a great state senator here too, Mike Morell. Yes, uh, amazing, amazing guy, and and a friend. I you know, full disclosure, I actually like the guy, um, as opposed to my congressperson, uh, Pete Aguilar, which is useless. Uh, we really need to see the the California district out here change our congressman. 
you know, Ruiz needs to go. Aguilar needs to go. We need to get a good replacement for Cook. Um, you know, there's a lot of things happening this year that we need to get involved. We need to get people registered to vote. One of the things, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but one of the things we pushed out here the last couple of election cycles has been our voter registration form. And sadly, I have to flame all the gun owners, gun shop owners. They've let us down on this. Here's the situation. You bought a gun in California? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Once or twice. Once or twice. So when you go in there, you got to fill out paperwork. How long does it take? Oh, 10 minutes. It, ta- minutes it takes time. me 33 seconds to do my part. Oh. But then the other guy's got to go in there. He's got to punch stuff in. You know, they're getting faster, but it takes a while, right? So there's dead time as you're standing there. And so my question or, or the whole plan was to have the gun owners take the 4473 form and say, look, here's what you need to fill out to buy the gun and a voter registration form that says, here's what you need to fill out to keep the gun. Because <laughs> if you're yeah. not willing to vote, you're not buying a gun. You're renting one in California. It, it, particularly That's in California. California. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, it is, except the blowback has been the gun owner gun store owners like oh that's too much effort Mm. it's like dude this is your job this is trying to protect your livelihood and pushing that form over there is too much effort it's free we deliver the form so it's it's i'm ashamed at how little that is used that might be something you guys can try and educate on it is and one of the things so philip you know all of us have come to this same conclusion of like hey this guy's useless this you know elected officials useless uh, something's got to change. People have to, you know, and there's a lot of hand wringing and, you know, what do we do? And, and our job and what Lauren, uh, especially is going to focus on in San Bernardino County gun owners and Riverside County gun owners and San Diego County gun owners. What, how do you take that next step? Okay. We've all come to the same conclusion. We've all realized that th- something has to happen, but now, you know, you're getting up off the couch. What do you do when you get up off the couch? Yeah, get off the wine sickle. You know, I mean, it's you've got to do some action. And and how do you defeat elected officials? You unelect them. How do you unelect them? You have to have more voters on your side than their side. Exactly. Right. How do we do that? We look at the numbers of gun owners in California, and if they all voted, we wouldn't have the idiots in excremento that we have today. I mean, we have. Looney Tunes, the, the stuff that they're coming up with, everything. And, and this is off subject. I know you guys are single, but look at the sex education they want to push on three and four year olds. Really? You're talking about sex education to three or four year olds? That makes you a pedophile, right? And these are these are some of the things that they're trying to push into preschools and schools. And, you know, hey, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say, I think tranny day at the library is not a good thing. I'm just, I'm just saying that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, bad um, things happen when good people do nothing. Yeah. And that's really what's happening. We slide down to the lowest common denominator. And that's kind of what's happened. Rex was relating in Virginia is they, they sat back, they had very liberal gun laws. They kind of took a backseat to it. And uh, then all of a sudden they got whopped. See, Um, they lost, they lost their majority. Like we have no majority here in California. We have a super majority on the bad guys, socialists. So they can do whatever they want. And Virginia knows they're probably going to lose this next election cycle. So they get as many things passed through as they can while they have a green light. They'll just flood the zone. And that's what's happening in California too. They're going to flood the zone until we can finally get a decent representative here. You know, but there are opportunities ahead of us and like take the election here in San Bernardino County. Uh, we have three county supervisors are up for election on this cycle. There's only five supervisors sitting on the county. Three is a big deal. Right. And if we can make an impact with those three, 
we've got a majority. And who do you recommend? I recommend, and this is going to be a, a new announcement. We're going to endorse our first two candidates here on the show today, and that would be Don Rowe as county supervisor and Paul Cook as county supervisor. Uh, we've got outstanding support from both of them for Second Amendment rights. Uh, the way we go through the process. Paul Cook, the congressman? Yes. He's Paul, stepping down to. He is. Um, he's tired of the travel. Uh, All right. So he's stepping down to make a difference in the county. Okay. Awesome. And Don Rose, your other one. Don Rose, the other one. Uh, she's a very active. She's very engaged. Everybody that I've talked to about Don Rowe, uh, including the Sheriff McMahon I met with on Monday, said she was absolutely fantastic. She was engaged with her constituents. She got out in the community, talked to them, and she listens. Where was she from? Um, you know, I'm not sure about that, Mike. I'm not sure about that, Philip. Yeah. Okay. So if you're one, so if you're out there in San Bernardino and you're wondering why San Bernardino County isn't a sanctuary county, it's because there aren't three votes on the on the county supervisor, right? Uh, or the county board of supervisors. So so if you want this to be a sanctuary county, you know, if you want that to even be a chance, this is the election to get involved in, you know. And this San Bernardino County gun owners, we're going to give you the tools to to be effective and be involved and get the right people elected. I think Don, Don Rowe might be pretty well funded. I've seen her signs already. She is. Yeah. Both of them are both very well funded. And that's important because if somebody doesn't have the money to fight, they could be the best candidate, best person for the job. If their name's not out there, it's a, it's a lost cause. So I'm glad that uh, not only are they the right people, but they have the backing. Yeah, and we're, in, we're looking at about, uh, I believe there's 43 candidates that are running for office in the primary. And we're looking at all of them. Uh, let's we've get your responses from a lot of them. Let's get your endorsements up and let people know. We will work on that. Okay, folks. Hey, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcast at firinglineradio.com. And don't forget, February 24th through the 28th, we're going to be in Vegas with Rex Defense. You, if you've never met Rex, it's just worth the trip for that. So uh, anyway, rexdefense.com is where the tickets are for that. February 24th through the 28th. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. The next best thing in life is get involved with your local gun owners group. And that would be the San Bernardino County or Riverside County for those of us out here. And folks, how do you do that? What's your website here? Website is www.sbgunowners.org. Sbgunowners.org. And uh, SB stands for short barrel. 
Yes, it All is. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. SBGunOwners.org. Now, January 30th, again, we're going to touch on this meeting. It's at Evolution Sports, January 30th at 630. Yes, that's State correct. Senator Brian Jones running for Congress is going to be there. Somebody right. we want to... So it's important where he's not going to tell us about San Diego. He's going to tell us about what he wants to do as as a congressman for us federally. What Describe to me one of these meetings. Sure. So, you know, we were talking a little bit in the last segment about, you know, what do we do? You know, we've come to this conclusion that things need to change. And in politics, you have two tools in the toolbox. You have people and you have money. If you have the absolute worst ideas uh, that, that could be thought of and you have enough people and money. That's Tom Steyer. They, you, you know, you're going to they're going to get implemented. You're going to get into office. If you have enough people and enough money, you're going to get into office and those uh, uh, ideas are going to get passed. If you have the best ideas in the world and you're sitting on the couch and nobody knows about them and you don't have enough money to get the message out, nothing's going to happen. So our entire focus is organizing the Second Amendment community, getting people involved in meaningful things, doing meaningful things. You know, simple things like educating the public and, you know, taking them to the range and shooting them, but, shooting them, <laughs> teaching them to shoot. <laughs> and uh, the uh, uh, all the way up to, you know, things that people think are more complicated, but really aren't, you know, like fundraising events or walking a precinct, walking a neighborhood in support of a candidate. I, it was great. We had uh, 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 one guy who... Uh, uh, had some concerns about some some land use con- concerns. He was a big Second Amendment guy, and total blue collar law enforcement guy. Not well connected, not particularly well spoken. You know, there was nothing particularly special, but very Joe Lunchbox kind of guy. Um, and he said, "Hey, I have some land use concerns." He had some acreage, and you know, he he, uh, um, uh, he just had some concerns about neighbors, that sort of thing. And I said, "Well, you know, your county board guy." is about to retire. Your supervisor is about to retire. Why don't you pick a candidate and do a little fundraiser for him? I'll show you how. And we, you know, I helped with the the, the nuts and bolts, picked the venue, got people there, that, that sort of thing. He ended up just by going to his friends and saying, hey, I'm doing this fundraiser. Do you mind coming and just kind of, you know, writing a check for whatever you could afford? He ended up raising $6,000 in one night for this guy on his first fundraiser. Now, not everybody needs to raise $6,000 for a candidate, but really what it showed him is, hey, this this isn't that hard, you know? The the, the price of, of liberty is ever vigilance. Right. So you can't just sit around and say, hey, you know, they're getting elected. That's in a whole other world. Get involved. You know, spend a couple hours getting involved. We're going to show you how. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to give you the vehicle. Um, you know, if you have an idea, we're going to give you as much support as we can yeah. in order to get involved and get the right people elected. So I actually, I reached out to uh, Mike Morell. We're going to do a an event at my house coming up here in April. Excellent. So excellent. You know, I, I, I like I said, he's a great guy. He happens to be my state senator. Uh, I wish I could do that for a great congressperson that's running in the area. You know, um, we do have Cook and well, Cook's retiring, so we have Obernolte and Donnelly. Correct. You guys have a dog in that fight. I haven't really. I, I've talked to a lot of people about both those candidates, and uh, Obernolte seems to be a little bit more polished. They both seem to have a strong Second Amendment focus. So Second Amendment's going to be a toss-up. I think it's going to be a race on that one. Okay. I think they're both solid candidates. Yeah. I, I know uh, Tim, I don't think he can get more Second Amendment than Tim. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. pro-Second yeah. Amendment. He, he, Tim brings, he brings yeah. guns on airplanes. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
whether they like it or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oops, did I do that? <laughs> and Obernolte flies his own airplane. So yeah, there you go. But if you, you go. but you originally asked what what's going to happen in a meeting? You know, if people come to a meeting because, like, like we were talking about, time, your time is precious. You know, um, but still, again, if you want to have the liberty that you, that you enjoy, you, you have to uh, you have to be vigilant. So if you come to a meeting, they're going to be informative. Here's what's going on, not necessarily with the White House or not necessarily in Sacramento. More about here's what's going on locally in your backyard. Here's how you can make a difference. Right. Here's how you can make a difference. Here, here's how you can be involved. You know, here's how you can be in charge of a project. You know, maybe we need to do more outreach to a particular organization or maybe we need to organize a particular event. Um, here's how you can actually be involved in meaningful work. I can't say how frustrating it was as a volunteer when bad news would, would, would come up and it felt like, okay, it's too late to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And people, all they tell you is, Hey, send more emails, make more phone calls. <laughs> and it felt like the most ineffective waste of time. We want to get involved early. We want to uh, set the narrative. We want to set the stage. We want people to react to us. You need feelers on the ground for the different city council meetings that, that know what's coming up on their agendas. Right. Absolutely. Our members live all over the county, and we need their feedback on letting us know what is going on in their community. Um, in top of that, we need people in those city councils and on those school boards that are our, our eyes and ears to let us know. Lauren, tell them about the thumbs up, thumbs down on the website. Yeah, so on on our website, we will have a thumbs up, thumbs down rating of every city council member in San Bernardino County and every county supervisor. And we're in the process of accumulating all that information now. Some of it's already out there this morning. But uh, that that information will be available to anybody. And that will result in a voter guide for the candidates that are running. for. Now, this is sbgunowners.com. Dot org. Dot org. SBGunOwners.org. SBGunOwners.org. So the thumbs up, thumbs down, if you live in a city and have, you know, typically five city council members and you don't know where they stand on the Second Amendment, you're going to be able to go to the website, look up your city. You're going to see all five city council members listed and they're going to have a thumbs up or a thumbs down next to them. And it's going to be based on their stance on the Second Amendment. And if they're thumbs down it's time to talk to them and if they're thumbs up it's time to support them you know and see if we can get them to go higher than just city council and you know that's one thing i'd like to ask too if any of you know any of the listeners know any city council members or city council candidates have them go to our website and complete our questionnaire sometimes the people that don't respond to the questionnaire all at all are because they haven't been aware of it but also it's because they don't want to tell us what their feelings are yeah yeah, so it's, it's come clean. Come clean. Yeah, we just want to know if it's if it's a skunk. We just want to know. Tap your friends on the shoulder and ask them to go and and make their voices heard. I actually had uh, so San San Diego has been around for four years. San Bernardino is just getting started, but uh, in 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 the four years that San Diego has been around, I've seen change, huge change. Um, we can now get a CCW. Yeah, you know what? We got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about that. Sure. So. Uh, Sheriff Gore was the Ooh. yeah right. He was everybody. Um, he was on the other side of the Peruta case, you know. So he was sued in federal court for like eight years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know he won. He won that case, and now the Ninth Circuit Court, uh, the last decision was that you don't have a constitutionally protected right uh, to concealed carry. That's the last decision, and the Supreme Court uh, has not taken the case. Looks like they're probably not going to take that particular case. 
we, in the meantime, in, in the first two years of our existence down in San Diego, started putting a ton of political pressure on the sheriff. So when we were on the radio, when we were on TV, when we were in print, when if, the, if he was having like a like a coffee with the sheriff, or some kind of speaking event, we'd show up and ask the questions. We put political. Did you have pressure. a sign behind "Where were you on Ruby Ridge"? <laughs> well, I, I, we did, I'm not going to say we did that, but I did see those signs. So I don't know who was responsible so for those. Those people. of you who don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong, but William Gore was the agent in charge. Second in charge. He was second, second in, in charge, charge at Ruby Ridge where Randy Weaver's wife was shot in the face while holding a baby. His child was shot in the back. Even the dog was killed. Um, and this guy moves on to become an elected official in San Diego County. And that was, by the way, the reason federal officials were there. Was, it, was a, it was a gun charge. An entrapment, yeah. Yeah. So, But here's the deal. So, this, so that's setting the stage. Okay, sued in federal court. We know how, you know, how, how extreme his views are. We're refused to issue. And we actually, through political pressure, got him to issue permits. So now, in the last uh, two years, there have been over 2,000 additional permits issued. Our biggest two challenges are, one, people don't believe us. And two, we just can't get the word out fast enough that you can get a CCW in San Diego now. So it's gone from 1,100 to about 3,500. They're issuing 130 or so per month. They're switching over to a, the same computer system that San Bernardino and Orange Riverside used, the Permidium. Um, and they're they're actually now proud of, of their system. Well, that's fantastic. Let's give that as a win in your column, folks. Phil, Philip Naiman, check them out at sbgunowners.org. Get a hold of them. Get in some help. January 30th, we'll be at the meeting. January 30th, Evolution Sports, 6.30 p.m. And your Riverside meetings are at uh, Bullseye Sports on what day? Fourth Saturday of the month at 2 o'clock. Fourth Saturday of the month, 2 o'clock. Firing Line Radio will... Uh, Guys, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Get the podcast, firinglineradio.com. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.